welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process. I am your host, Lisa Leitner. I also own the website adayinourshoes.com. Go check it out if you need more IEP information. I have hundreds and hundreds of blog posts explaining the various components of the IEP process. Um, Today I want to talk about PWN, which is a component of procedural safeguards, which is something I talked about in a previous podcast. And I wagged my finger then saying, you guys, you need to read your procedural safeguards. You do. And I talked about red flags that I see from parents when, um, when, which indicates to me that you're not reading procedural safeguards. One of them, one of those red flags is that when I mentioned PWN or prior written notice, I get this blank stare and parents have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, no modem of recognition whatsoever, which tells me that you haven't read your procedural safeguards because it's in there. Um, and most of the parents I talk to in person are from Pennsylvania because that's where I live. And in the Pennsylvania procedural safeguards, um, prior written notice, I believe, is the second item listed. So it's not like, oh, well, I didn't get to that part. It's really on the first page. Kind of hard to miss. Um... So now that's what I'm going to nag you about prior written notice today. I'm not going to nag you. I'm going to explain to you what it is um, because it's a big deal. Prior written notice, and this is, um, that word prior really gets people hung up on, um, that word prior gets, gets parents hung up on, on prior, prior. Because if you read prior written notice, it says that prior to making a change, the school must notify you. But that doesn't mean that they have to notify you prior to the IEP meeting. Okay? Um, They just have to notify you prior to making the change. So... What PWN or prior written notice looks like in different states, it can kind of vary a little bit. Pennsylvania has a completely separate form for their prior written notice. And and not only do we have a separate form, but they call it something different to make it even more confusing. Um, They call it a NORIT, which stands for Notice of Recommended Educational Placement. I believe we're the only state that does that. Other states have separate forms for PWN and it will generally say that at the top that this is the parent's prior written notice and even more states because IDEA says IDEA says this is acceptable um, other states have PWN kind of built into the IEP it might either be its own section of the IEP or their state code and state regs define that the IEP itself is sufficient to serve as prior written notice. Okay, so I guess my point here is that don't always look for a separate form. You may not get it. It might be built into your IEP. But what it basically says is this. Um, 
And it's a great way to get to yes with your team because anytime the school wants to make a change prior to a change, this is it, prior to a change, they have to provide you written notice. That means basically that they cannot change anything in the IEP without notifying you in writing first. Okay, I'm giving you a second to digest that. Okay, on top of that, to add to that, to give you even more ammunition, so to speak, if they refuse to initiate or change something on your IEP that you've asked for, they have to give you prior written notice. Radio silence, okay? If you ask for something and they refuse to initiate or change it, they have to give you prior written notice. Hopefully there are some light bulbs going off right now. And again, for the 8,000th time, this is why your paper trail is so important. You ask for everything in writing, not verbally, or both. I mean, sure, you want to, of course you're going to talk to people, but follow up in writing. So if you ask for something in writing, say your parent concerns letter, you ask for an out-of-district placement, you ask for a one-on-one, you ask for more therapy time, you ask for more pull-out, you ask for more push-in, whatever it is that you're asking for, if it went in your parent concerns and it's in writing and they refuse to initiate or make that change, they have to provide you written notice. So there should be a section somewhere in your IEP. As I said, Pennsylvania does a separate form. Some states do. It should be listed. The things that were discussed, why those actions were deemed not appropriate, why the team decided to not move forward with those suggestions, and what they are doing instead. Because what I find is this. You ask for something in a meeting, and I have seen this one and heard about this one a bazillion times over. You ask for something in a meeting, anything, and because we're in a culture of no, there are a thousand ways to say no. They can just say, no, we're not doing that. Or they can say, oh, let's just wait and see. Oh, why don't we just try this first? Right? The wait and see. I love the wait and see. Well, let's just wait and see. Let's wait and see if this works. Right? Wait and see is just a fancy way of saying no to you. They're just being polite about it. Because nobody likes to hear no. So they've just found a clever way to tell you no, but they have no intentions whatsoever to circling back around to seeing if this is working and going with your suggestion. However, prior written notice states that they have to. If they're going to tell you no, they have to list why. And I find that it's a lot easier to say no in person 
especially when you're not saying no, you're saying wait and see. It's a lot easier to say that in person than it is to go to PWN and fill out the form. Right? It's a lot easier to, because then you have to list why. You have to say like, well, parent asked for a one-on-one but we're going to do this instead. It's just it's just so much easier for them to say it and no, say it in person and not have to put it down on paper. Nobody wants to put it down on paper. That's hard. That's hard to do and it creates a paper trail. Because if they keep saying no and you come back in a year or two for some comp ed because your child's not making progress or they're regressing, it's all there on paper for them that you've been asking for this. Okay, so it's really easy to implement. You go to your, you know, do your parent concerns letter. I have, I have a podcast on that. I have a blog post on that. Do your parent concerns letter. Make sure those items get discussed at the meeting, at your IEP meeting, or after your IEP meeting, follow up with what you discussed in an, in an email. And then you can put at the end, I anxiously await the final draft of the IEP, including the PWN. Because here's what, here's what else I'm, I'm learning is that, and I like to claim a little bit of responsibility for this, because I know that several years ago when I got into this, um, that a lot of parents didn't know what PWN is. A lot still don't know, but but more knew. And I feel I'm taking pride and I'm taking credit for informing a lot of parents about what PWN is. The problem is that as parents get more savvy on the process and understanding what PWN is, I'm finding that the schools, particularly the, uh, I don't want to say the bad ones, there's not bad schools, some schools are just getting more savvy to it and they're providing parents with PWN forms that are incomplete and stuff like that. And some parents are even having to fight and fight to get an accurate PWN so that, again, it goes back to the paper trail. Go back to you have to do your parent concerns letter in writing because it might come down to you needing to file a state complaint for your school refusing to provide you with a complete and accurate PWN. And I hate that it's gotten to that, but at the same time, it just goes to show you how important the paper trail is, and it goes to show you how important the PWN is. Because if the PWN wasn't valuable, then some schools wouldn't be altering them and not putting forth truthful and honest and accurate PWNs. If it didn't matter, why wouldn't they just do it, right? The fact that some are trying to get around the system and not providing complete PWNs goes to show you that they have a lot of value. So really, the PWN, you want to learn it. You want to use it. If it wasn't that important, 
my procedural safeguards booklet wouldn't list it as the second one. Okay, a lot of parent advocates before us fought long and hard to get this in IDEA. And it's a very valuable tool, so we need to use it. PWN, prior written notice. Okay, read up all you can on it. I have a blog post on it on a adayinourshoes.com. Just um, up at the top, there's a search bar. Just put in PWN. I'm sure it'll come up. Um, I also have on the front page, if you click on that store tab, I have a webinar that explains it as well. If you want to take, I think the webinars that I offer are $1.99, so they're not terribly expensive. Um, that's just so that I get a little bit of compensation for my time for putting it together. But it explains it. You can watch it over and over, listen to it over and over. You can read the blog post. I have screenshots in there. Um, because this is one area that parents really, really need to learn and use because it is so valuable. And it can help you get to yes. If you have the data, we talked about this. Remember, no, yes, we want to get you to yes. It's a much easier way to get to yes because they don't want to say no on paper. It's very easy to say no to you in person. Okay. So that's all I have for today. I hope that you are having a great day. Um, I record these a few days ahead of time. So by the time they're airing or, or publishing, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's why I don't make any references to weather or holidays or stuff like that. Um, but wherever you are today, I hope that it's a great one. And I will talk with you soon.
Wait.